The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. The time's just going exactly 18 minutes past five. Welcome to the Afternoon Overdrive on 101.9 FM. I'm Michael McKenna. Joining us now on the line, our correspondent from Israel, Rolene Marks. Rolene, good afternoon to you. Thanks once again for joining us. Good afternoon and good to Zoom you today. <laughs> Always great to Zoom you too, Rolene, and thanks uh, for contributing your time to unpacking so many controversial issues. In this case, let's go legal. The ICJ hearings this morning, South Africa bringing its uh, genocide case against Israel. Let's open up the conversation. What was your overall impression of that? Well, my overall impression, and there's a lot to unpack, is what an absolute circus. Uh, from the overinflated legal team, of, uh, I don't think there was a lawyer left in South Africa. I think they all got on the plane and went to The Hague to make this ludicrous uh, anti-Semitic claim. Uh, to, to some of the points that were, that were argued there, I mean, I, I, I listened to part of it, read the transcript of, of part of it, and there were so many historical and factual errors in what the South African team presented. Most notable is they forgot how this war started in the first place <coughs> with the atrocities of the 7th of October. Now, I've been to the areas, uh, at least some of the areas that were affected by the atrocities, uh, and they are crime scenes. They are crime scenes for the crime against humanity that occurred on the 7th of October. And if you listen to proceedings today, you would have been forgiven for thinking that Israel woke up one morning and just randomly decided right. to attack Gaza. Uh, what I took away from the, from the proceedings is that the South African ANC government, because I know we don't have government consensus. There are many parties who vehemently disagree with the, this case, this case which our um, uh, former uh, Prime Minister Naftali Bennett has called a modern Dreyfus case, this case which the White House, which the State Department, which the Secretary of State, which the Foreign Secretary for the United Kingdom and other countries have called absolutely meritless. This is not a case about human rights, because if this was a case about human rights, South Africa would be arguing in favor of Israel's defense of war in the Gaza Strip to rid the region of Hamas. Uh, South Africa uh, would have condemned the atrocities of the 7th of October on the 7th of October, or at the very latest, the 8th of October. This is South Africa's war, which they are fighting as a proxy of Iran, using the propaganda arguments used by Hamas to, uh, to launch an attack on Israel's right as a sovereign state to defend herself. Uh, the examples that were given uh, you know, comments made by Prime Minister Netanyahu or Defence Minister Galat are also ludicrous because I think if we look at South Africa and we look at some of the rhetoric that we hear, especially from people like Julius Malema, who says one uh, settler, one bullet and uh, um, shoot the boer, I think we can all take from that 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 is a call for genocide. So uh, South Africa trying to politicize um, this war, denying that it's anti-Semitism. I mean, I find it absolutely preposterous that 
uh, advocate Lowe says that this is not against the Jewish people, this is against the state of Israel. Well, a reminder to advocate Lowe that the state of Israel is the nation state of the Jewish people. And this is very, very much a, uh, a war against the Jewish people because they are uh, in, they, they, they are arguing in support of Hamas, whose very foundational document is a is a, a, a charter which calls for the genocide of the Jewish people, not just the state of Israel, but the Jewish people and also the Christian people, because they clearly state first the Saturday people, then the Sunday people. So if the if the legal team were concerned about human rights, they would be concerned about the use of Gazans as uh, human shields. They would be concerned about the taking of humanitarian aid. I know that at one stage they said that that aid truck could have been taken anywhere. Mm. Uh, yeah, it could have been taken anywhere, anywhere inside the Gaza Strip where humanitarian aid has been let in. Uh, Israel is prosecuting this war in accordance with the laws of armed conflict. And in those very, very rare times when mistakes happen, uh, we have the mechanisms as a democracy, as a democracy that, uh, that functions with transparency, with an army that operates with transparency to investigate and, uh, and charge accordingly. Rolene, I, I ran this. Uh, I'm going to run some questions by which I ran past an earlier guest. Uh, of course, uh, it, it's bearing on these hearings that took place earlier on. Um, the pieces of evidence that were presented during this, uh, this hearing this morning, what did you make of them? Well, I think that, you know, some of the evidence that they they found is absolutely ludicrous. I mean, using some of the social media posts by young soldiers, bearing in mind that they are likely to be in their late teens, early 20s, lacking maturity, mm-hmm. uh, these soldiers get disciplined by the army for that. You know, as we say, they have been reprimanded by the army and face relevant punishment because it's not how we behave as an army. And, you know, using war talk, a reminder to the South African government that Israel is engaged in a war. This kind of saber-rattling war, especially in our region, is commonplace. Uh, and, and also that while some of our ministers might make comments that are absolutely repugnant, and you and I for an entire year spoke about the protests against um, said members of uh, the government because Israel is a democracy, mm-hmm. it is not unlike comments made by any other government. There are comments made by lawmakers in nearly every single country but nobody brings them to a a case at the International Court of Justice as genocidal. Indeed, uh, taking things that that's the true sense of taking things uh, out of context and not looking at the true interpretation of what's being heard by those bringing so-called evidence uh, before the the hearing. Who in particular uh, stood out for you in terms of uh, uh, you know you know like for for example being effective or less effective? Well, I don't think any of them were effective. Mm. I, I think what we saw today was uh, South Africa's attempt to be relevant on the global stage and mm. uh, detract 
from the disasters back at home. I mean, if South Africa is going to consider itself the, the global conscience of the world, perhaps they need to start in their own backyard and, and ensure that ordinary South Africans have access to water, to electricity, to safety, to education, to medical uh, care. This is what South Africa should be concerned about. Uh, just last week, um, President Ramaphosa hosted General Dagora, the former leader of the Janjaweed. The Janjaweed are responsible for the most horrific uh, genocide on the African continent, the, the murder of Sudanese people. We can't forget the, the genocide that was Darfur. And here is the President of South Africa, Baiting the leader of the Janjaweed militia. Just in the past weeks, Christians in Nigeria have been brutally murdered. Brutally, brutally murdered. And South Africa has not said a thing. South Africa has not said a thing when Iran, probably its sponsor in this case, uh, hangs members of the LGBTQ plus community as young as 13 or whips women for not wearing a hijab or kills and sentences to death any um, political opponents or, or, or protesters. Or we only need to look to China. What about the over a million Uyghur Muslims held in uh, concentration camps or Rohingya Muslims? The South African government says nothing but the Jewish state defending itself in a war that we did not want, that we did not start, that was forced on us on the 7th of October, when genocidal Hamas terrorists came across the border mm. and raped and mutilated and tortured and murdered and kidnapped civilians is just absolutely, it's, it's ludicrous. And I really hope tomorrow, I'm very uh, curious to see what we will be entering into evidence. Mm. Mm. I know that uh, Israel has petitioned the court to, to show an abridged version of the 47 uh, minutes of GoPro and body cam footage. I hope that Israel, when we enter our evidence into the court, shows everything that Hamas has done, not just to Israeli civilians, but to civilians in the Gaza Strip as well. Indeed. Rolin, and very quickly, what, what weak points do you see in South Africa's case that could be advantageous to Israel as we look forward to those hearings tomorrow? I think it's the establishment of the intent of genocide. Mm. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's one thing to, uh, to posture and say that this lawmaker says that, that lawmaker says this, but it's not official policy in South Africa, uh, in, in Israel, neither is it in uh, South Africa, and I, I think that their weak point is showing intent of genocide. That uh, response coming up tomorrow at the International Court of Justice uh, in Holland. <laughs> uh, looking forward to that. I take it it's the same time, 11 o'clock our time. Rolin, thank you so much for joining us once again to give us uh, your views on what transpired at uh, this first hearing of South Africa's genocide case against Israel. Rolin Marks, our correspondent from Israel, bringing us her views as to how she interpreted what uh, all the speakers uh, delivered in the first hearing in South Africa's genocide case against Israel.